Hey everyone, this is Kirby, your game moderator, and today you will be listening to a cold chapter. Now, if you haven't checked out any of these Zed and Cole chapters or uploads Zed and Cole, you're going to be massively confused by this episode. So please check those out when you have a chance, and thank you for listening. <laughs> last left off, you and Zed were on the Renewed interrogating Cynthia Calhoun. She still, as our listeners who have listened to the previous Zed chapters know, have given very little information, but you did find out that she is evidently working for Cole Reinhardt Sr., your father, and absolutely reveres him i guess she also looks like your other doctor that's working out that secret facility that your body is potentially still at right and that doctor is also named cynthia calhoun right right uh and basically this cynthia calhoun that you were interrogating looked exactly like that calhoun uh and additionally you find out uh, zeb finds out that the renewed was going to be destroyed uh which evidently was a plan a week in the making uh, as remote controlled drones that are currently harvesting from the nearby asteroid belts were purposely rerouted to essentially chuck rocks in a such a trajectory that would hit the renewed's uh, orbital space station we are going to set our scene after Zed's epic speech for rebellion, conquest, is, is hard to say which direction that's going. But Cole, you find yourself on uh, the Greaves High Command uh, base that's on the edge of Stepping Stone. Uh, High Command, again, is the... They're not the authority figures. Their main priority is to... Uh, essentially ensure that this transition from the old world to the new world uh, works out. So they work in tandem with the more civilian commission uh, to get things done. And so they, they are very much like a military outfit. And uh, you find that a lot of the biroids that came down with Zed, including Zed himself, uh, are being led in one direction. The human complement is being led in another direction. But no one seems to pay any mind to the dumb robot that is now your body. What do you do? Excellent. Well, I'm definitely not going to go with the robots. I'm going to try to uh, just sort of slip away and get back into Stepping Stone and go back to my old house. Oh, you're, you're going to slip away that far, huh? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to actually go ahead and spin a die for my danger zone, which is presently set at 2d6. And uh, I'm going to introduce a complication, uh, which is to say heightened security. You see, as you begin to slip away from the crowds uh, that are being divided up, human, non-human, and all these spies being uh, accounted for on the ships, whoever was salvaged on the Renewed, you find that there seems to be another sort of buzz here 
on the base. In fact, you overhear a pair of high command officers uh, half jogging past you, and one of them seems to remark, these protests are getting out of control. Like, come on, are you serious? Do they honestly think that a couple signs in front of our base is going to shut us down? And that's all you managed to hear of that conversation. So uh, with that said, let's go ahead and have you pick up some dice and sort of deal with this situation. Uh, it's not going to be as simple as just slipping out for what's supposed to be a high command asset. Okay, that sounds like it would probably be sneak and physical. Not great at that. Uh, so I'll be picking up the last d6 in my danger zone, as well as the heightened security complication. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, stakes have been set to six. I got an eight. Uh, what, what dice did you pick up again? So I'm using my physical die and my sneak die. You begin to make your way uh, through the service corridors. Uh, people just subconsciously walk around you. You, at this very moment, are very much like a stone in the river, the water just rushing by you. And you continue along your way. And you eventually make it outside. You see the main gate. You see a second gate that's more for vehicles to drive in and out of. Uh, and this is kind of off to the side. You see the protests, a giant crowd basically at the front gate with high command officers just kind of tentatively forming a line and making sure that this crowd doesn't just storm high command. Uh, and presumably you go the other way, uh, the quieter parts. As you do, you do notice a familiar face in the crowd. I think this perhaps wouldn't stick out to you if it weren't for the fact that there is also just a large camera crew here. Evidently, we, we talked about this before, way back in your first chapter. There is a secondary smaller newspaper uh, called The Vigil, and you see the woman that you had caught uh, looking through your filing cabinets back when you still had a human body. Uh, she is currently on the front line here, uh, talking from the camera, and, well, she doesn't recognize you, obviously, but she does see you uh, kind of crawling by uh, as she's making big, sweeping gestures as she does her news report. You know, I used to hate the vigil, but considering my cir current circumstances, maybe I should get in touch with them. Uh, do I notice what the people are protesting about? Yeah, uh, they are protesting the lockdown that Stepping Stone is apparently in. The very lockdown that your father had predicted, if you recall that conversation uh, from Chapter 1. Oh my god, it's so topical. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I swear it wasn't meant to be, but also <laughs> hopefully this will quickly become as outdated as our Flat Earth jokes were in the earlier episodes. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I will go the other way and try to stay away from all that nonsense. You begin to make your way uh, along this side road uh, in, into the city. Now, we talked about before, Stepping Stone is basically a very heavily pro-green setting. The very architecture here is meant to just sort of blend into the scenery of the surrounding forests uh, and the mountainous areas that Stepping Stone is in. And much of it is built vertical rather than it being this kind of sprawling city. Uh, as to minimize the footprints that human society has on Janus. 
in any case, I think you probably take all of an hour going down that road trying to make it back to your house. Now, do you live separate from Reinhardt Research Hub or did you live at Reinhardt Research Hub? I don't quite remember if we ever talked about that. I think Cole has his own apartment away from the research hub. You go back to your old apartment building. You're really kind of like going down largely empty streets. There, there are uh, protests through the streets right now on the like TVs and like shop fronts. The news is playing. And actually, this causes you to pause because you see a familiar face, that of Commission Representative Carol Belvey. I'm not sure how much Cole is into politics, but regardless, this is the very representative that had killed himself on the Renewed. Here he is uh, in in that very office. Uh, it looks like a recorded message that seems to be played right now. There's no audio to it, uh, but you do see the text scrolling across the news uh, news station graphics, which basically asks the question, is there a global conspiracy? How is Reinhardt involved? Uh, that kind of thing. Kind of glad I don't look like myself right now. Speaking of, uh, right before you continue along your way, before you turn your attention, uh, and perhaps you never really held your attention on here, you do see your face uh, on there. And as the news pivots to something else, and you see the headline, Cole Reinhardt Third missing more news tonight at six perfect <laughs> yeah you make it over to your apartment building a few blocks away uh in a quieter more affluent neighborhood and you begin to make your way up you find that your apartment hasn't been necessarily broken into per se uh, but it's very clear that high command's been here there's no formal police here in stepping stone high command just kind of does the policing and uh, investigations as needed. Uh, and you know this because they've essentially uh, locked off your room uh, with hollow tape, uh, which you can very easily like just slide back to. Your, your access code to this room, uh, to this apartment is still very much active. Actually, let me back up here. So your access code to this apartment will still work. There is some concern that by using this access uh, card, anyone trying to continue this investigation as to where you're at uh, would be pinged. Would, this entry would be flagged somewhere. I'm going to try to hack into the panel and see if I can like find a log of people who recently used it and try to steal one of their access codes instead of using mine. Okay, uh, let me go ahead and set the stakes. The hidden security complication is still relevant here, so I'm going to be rolling that, and we'll have 2d6 rolled against you. Okay, so I'm going to use my inventive hacker, d8, um, my probably coding on the fly, d6, and my mental d10. I rolled a 3 for the stakes. I also rolled an opportunity if you wanted to buy that. And that costs a plot point? Uh, that costs a plot point, and you can spend an opportunity to either step down an existing complication or step up an existing asset, which uh, the most immediately relevant thing here is the high insecurity complication. I think I'm going to save it. I have an idea for what I might do with it. Okay, sure. And I got a 12. And that would be a hero die. So you're going to get a d6 uh, added to your hero pool right now. Uh, so with the a 12, you, you managed to sift through the latest entries. Uh, honestly, uh, there has only been one entry. And for 
what's supposed to be an ongoing investigation regarding your disappearance, evidently. This is surprising. There should definitely be more entries here, or so one would think. But yeah, you grab those credentials. It seems to belong to some low-ranking uh, high command officer, and use those credentials to uh, work your way in. Moving in, you find that your place has been tossed. It's as if whatever high command officials that were here to do the investigation were looking for something. Your couch, uh, your couch cushions have been sliced open. Your fridge has been rummaged through. Uh, even some of the panels have been removed here. It would take all day, uh, all weekend really, to get this place cleaned up if you had to care to. But what do you do now that you're here? You know, I'm honestly not too sure. I really just wanted to see what was going on here. I think Cole will probably spend some time just sort of looking around, maybe tidying up a little bit before realizing this is going to take way too long. And he's going to head out, and I wanted to use my plot point to say that he knows a roboticist, somebody who can get him a new body. You want to give, uh, you want to give a name? His name is Thaddeus. Thaddeus DeWitt. So all relationships start at a D6. It will be a uh, asset for you for the rest of the session. Thaddeus, does Thaddeus work at Reinhardt? Um, you know what? He he probably would. I'd say that he's somebody who works at Reinhardt, but doesn't really know much of what's going on at a deeper level and would be willing to help Cole out. Uh, well, lucky you. Thaddeus actually lives a block away in a probably half a step... Well, actually, he, he lives half a block away in this condominium that is maybe two steps below the luxurious level that your apartment is at. Uh, it's after working hours at this point, so, and especially with the lockdown, you're not even quite sure if folks are even going to work today. You arrive at Thad's condo and find that he is, in fact, home. And you can see him through the uh, window here. He has a uh, bottom floor condo uh, that has a nice view of a small park uh, right from his backyard. Knock on the door. An instant later, we see a man perhaps in his late 20s, uh, which is to say he was not born on Earth. Uh, open the door. He's looking around. He has this big bushy mustache uh, wearing a monocle. Uh, which is his little quirk there. No one wears monocles nowadays. And most notably, his skin has been dyed, as is the fashion for, well, not necessarily his age, normally the younger crowd, uh, but is the fashion for the younger crowd. His uh, skin has been flat out dyed. This uh, dye will last several weeks and basically gives him a blood orange color to his uh, skin palette there. Uh, he looks left, he looks right, and then he looks down to see you, this robot on the treadmill, uh, sitting on his stoop before him. Hey Thaddeus, what what did you what made you choose to do that with your skin? It looks weird, my my guy. Uh, kids these days are getting very creative with Ding Dong Ditch. I think he begins to look for set kids that you know are not there. Thaddeus, it's me, uh, Cole. Cole Reinhardt the third, and I'm going to proceed to tell him about something that only Cole would know about. Like, remember that time that we went on a picnic and you stepped on the anthill and then you cried about it for half an hour? He squats down 
uh, when you say this, his knees cracking uh, as he does so and begins to look you over. You can see a uh, little bit of light as text scrawls through his monocle glass uh, and he gives you a good look over. Oh, that's cute. I'm, I'm glad work uh, spies on me like that. that, that that's great. Uh, and he gets up and begins to turn away from you uh, and looks like he's making to close his door. Thaddeus, I don't work for the research hub anymore. I got this new body, and I'm on the run from them. I came to you because I trust you. I need your help. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Cole Reinhardt III is, what, re remote controlling this body? And he, he stomps out, uh, marching past you. Uh, door is wide open, uh, and he's looking around and says, All right, Cole, haha, ha, where, where are you, bud? I'm right, I'm right here. I'm in this thing. My brain is controlling it, yes, but my body is somewhere else. This kind of gives him pause. He He's not buying it, but he is intrigued. Uh, why don't we pick up some dice? Okay, I'm going to try to charm him with my charming powers. Right now, he's just like a minor uh, minor character, so he doesn't have like a full page loadout, obviously. Uh, so I'm going to roll my danger zone uh, with an added d6 to just represent this character, which I rolled another opportunity, and my total is four. Okay, I'm going to roll social and influence, I think. Ooh, I rolled a one, and my total is five. Uh, well, you know I got to buy that one from you, baby. Uh, so... Uh, you're going to get a plot point. I'm going to get a DA in my danger zone. He squats down beside you and with a hand wraps his knuckles uh, across your chassis, quietly eyeing like his neighbor's doors and windows to make sure no one's like paying attention. He says, did you really have to bring up the anthill thing, Cole? Really? Look, what's it going to take for me to convince you? I, I had to bring it up because, it yeah, it's one of the things that I know about you, Thaddeus. You, you're very sensitive. You love ants. Yeah. Come on in. And, uh, yeah, he, he walks in. Uh, I don't think you've ever been to his condo before. Uh, his condo is rather nice. Uh, you do recall that he did recently get some sort of promotion. And you see on the walls uh, pictures of him and his fiance, uh, a young man with dark brown hair, uh, and probably a shade paler uh, skin complexion compared to uh, Thad, which is hard because he does not like to go outside. And uh, speaking of ants, when you go into his living room, one wall is practically a ant farm, uh, or at least an ant farm in the sense of Janus ants, which... Yeah, I was actually just remembering that we were on another planet, and I'm glad that there are still ants. Are they different for birth ants? Yes. I've pretty much like given up on the idea of trying to pretend like I'm crafting these new uh, alien species, when at the end of the day, it's all just space ants, space rabbits, whatever have you. Uh -huh. But yeah, they, they, are, um, they are similar. That's why I'm referring to them as ants. Uh, they are uh, this specific species is the size of your average human thumb and has like a sort of basically a color pat uh, the color palette of a classic spider-man outfit uh except it's 
it's an alien ant. So yeah, uh, and this ant farm basically takes up almost an entire wall where most people would just have a ascent wall uh, with perhaps a splash of a different color uh, compared to the rest of the room. He has a full-on ant farm uh, that looks like it's almost built into the wall itself. Wow. I hate. I like your alien ant farm. Uh, when you say that, uh, the home AI, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> now playing Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that begins to play. Uh, you hear in another room someone shouting, Thad's, everything okay? And it sounds like they're in the shower. Yeah, everything's fine. Uh, as he's trying to quickly rush you into this, uh, what seems to be a at-home workshop. You see gear and tools and such uh, strewn all about the place. Uh, whereas the rest of the house is neat and orderly, this place is pure chaos. And he quickly locks the door behind the two of you. So this is real. You're not just remotely controlling this this bot. It is 100% real. My father had me in for an appointment, and they were trying to essentially steal my body and take over my mind. I only managed to get out through some sort of computer glitch. I was helped by a friendly robot. I have literally never heard of such a thing happening. What... What do, you, what do you mean a computer glitch? A, a computer glitch can't just download your... Con you're going to have to run this by me nice and slow. And what, is, what exactly are you doing here? I, James, cannot explain it exactly. But Cole will explain it exactly what happened. And I will tell him that I am here essentially looking for a new body. Because this body doesn't have all the functions that I need. Uh, he begins to take a closer look to your chassis and take a look to his inventory, and he shrugs and says, Okay, uh, fuck yeah, I didn't need to enjoy my weekend, no big deal. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, what, what kind of body are you looking for? Are, are you looking to get into next Robot Wars match, or...? I need something that is defensible. I need to be able to use weapons, ideally something bipedal, um, because I need to be able to cross terrain and things like that. Okay, um, I, I could definitely do the latter parts, uh, weaponry. Unless we're charging it to your accounts, I, I don't see how we're going to get that. Look, look, that is, don't worry about the weaponry. Just make me a body that I can upgrade later. Does that, does that work? Yeah, I can do that. A knock comes at the door, uh, his fiance asking, if there's something wrong, who's he talking to? Uh, he makes up some sort of story saying he's on some sort of uh, work meeting with the Cole Reinhardt uh, Jr. And he winces because his fiance then shoots back. Isn't that the guy that's missing? Oh, God. And Thad's like, well, no, no, no. Well, it's it's an old recording. And Stop talking. Uh, sorry, I, I'm on the... Uh, yes, yes. I We should definitely buy all the stocks. And uh, his fiance goes away. So he sits down at his workbench. Uh, there, he brings up a hologram that basically allows him to 
start the design progress. Uh, he uploads the model, all the data he's been taking with his monocle of you uh, into this hologram. So we see a holographic version of yourself floating above the table. And uh, he starts going through some of his pre-made templates, at least the ones that he could work out here. We see a couple of different models. We see a model that is currently flagged for riot control. We see a separate model that seems to belong to uh, kind of akin to the robots that kind of do manual labor. Uh, we see a third robot that is very much uh, agile and meant to just be flat out for uh, home security, but also butler type situation there. And that seems to be all that he has supplies for immediately. Uh, here in this workshop. So I could be C-3PO is what you're saying. Yeah, well, a, a faster C-3PO, but yeah. What is the riot control bot like? Is it is it bipedal? Uh, so the riot control has four legs, uh, two massive arms, is a huge bulky thing. You can't fathom him being able to uh, construct that body for you in this room. Uh, yeah. And you still letting you out. But also, you weren't aware that Reinhardt Research Hub was making these kind of robots. Uh, then again, the Research Hub doesn't really get into this. This is more Gibson Foundation territory. I think I'll go with the butler body. So uh, he goes to work. I think the challenge here for you is figuring out how you're going to upload your consciousness uh, into this new body. You did it with the help of Zed last time. Uh, but this is still evidently breaking ground. Uh, that's right. This isn't something that happens. Uh, you've never heard of anyone just having their consciousness uploaded into a robot body, uh, at least not outside uh, sci-fi movies. Uh, so we're going to pick up some dice as we kind of uh, have you go through this kind of process of figuring out how best you're going to do it. Uh, because I believe that there is going to be some risk here uh, involved. And the body, no big deal, especially the butler body. He can make that uh, in a single evening. Uh, but you have some own research that you need to be doing. So what dice are you picking up? I think I'll use my mental, my operate, and probably inventive hacker okay yeah yeah it's, it's tough because yeah i can't just google the solution to this it's not something that happens if you want here this would be a reasonable opportunity to hinder yourself if you want to get yourself another plot point you currently have one on the board what, what do you mean reasonable opportunity when i like like will i die if i don't get this seems kind of dangerous <laughs> it does seem kind of dangerous uh so this i don't think this is quite a high stakes role yet i think this is more of a setup role or what's going to be the high stakes role of transferring your consciousness right now you're just kind of in the research and development phase okay yeah i can switch out my d8 for a d4 uh stakes have presently been set to eight. Oh yeah i got a hero die for that i rolled a 18 Okay, and uh, what this is going to do, actually, since uh, this is going to be followed up by another role, is uh, you're now able to create assets without spending uh, plot points if you simply like roll for it. Uh, so I think what we're going to do here 
is uh, you rolled an 18. You currently have an effect die of a d4, but because you just blew this out of the water with a 10, <laughs> raising the stakes by 10, uh, we're going to step up your effect die for this to be a d8 and create an asset, uh, kind of representing your research here. Do you have any fancy spin you want to put to this asset, or do you want to just be uh, did the research asset? I mean, it could be... Um brain transfer knowledge base or something ridiculous like that oh yeah let's come up with like a ridiculous acronym that we could be doing here <laughs> okay yeah let me add that to the board uh, i am buying that hitch that you activated on your d4 there and uh you're gonna get a plot point i'm going to get d4 which i'm going to immediately spend in order to improve my danger zone. So my D6 that's been sitting in my danger zone is going to become a D8. The ridiculous acronym is BTKB, by the way. Brain Transfer Knowledge Base. That sounds like K-pop band, but okay. Well, why not both? Uh, it is several hours later. The body's done. The fiancé placated. Uh, the fiancé did drop by again, uh, asking when, when Thad was going to be out for dinner. Uh, but evidently... He's pretty used to that working long hours at Reinhardt Research Hub. You should probably get your work culture checked but there, bud. But in any case, we are now moving to the high stakes role. We've talked about it before. High stakes means that if you fail, you'll get taken out. That's with a capital T-O. Uh, taken out doesn't necessarily mean death. I think what we're going to do here is um, either you do a complete like consciousness uh transfer which itself will be like uh high stakes or if you don't want to if you want to get rid of like the high stakes uh thing then we can maybe approach this a different route uh perhaps your be perhaps you kind of develop like a bicameral mind of some sorts uh, that's kind of at odds with one another or perhaps uh the body would like just essentially have an issue where like your processing would uh, become overwhelmed uh, should you exert yourself too much. Do you want to go that route or do you want a high stakes all or nothing? I say let's go all or nothing, but maybe that's just me. Let's do it to it. So you're going to build your dice bowl. Don't forget you have a Thaddeus in the BTKB uh, assets to roll with this because uh, Thaddeus is obviously assisting here. Uh, my danger zone is pretty weak right now, but I'm going to go ahead and roll it. What is the size of the asset again? Oh, I just put it up on the board. So you have a D8 and a D6 asset. So I'm going to use my mental D10. I'm going to use my operate skill, which is a D12. I'm going to use my hacker distinction, which is a D8. Uh, I'm going to spend a plot point to get my D12 for the big damn hero die. I'm going to roll my relationship with Thaddeus, and I'm going to roll my D8 asset. <laughs> Is that all okay? It seems like a lot. No, that's okay. Uh, keep in mind, uh, hold off on your spending your plot point because with the hero dice specifically, you get to uh, decide after you've seen your total whether or not you want to roll that or not. Uh, so hold off on rolling that and spending that plot point until you see what you've rolled. The stakes have been set to 12. Okay, I got a 16. Okay. And no ones, even though there was a lot of die. Yeah. A lot of dice, rather. Yeah, so 16. There is a shot where... Thad is kind of worrying over the body, uh, pacing back and forth, waiting for the transfer to finish. Uh, we, of course, 
have a loading bar uh, set up somewhere, perhaps like hollow projected above your body. Uh, it does that thing where is that like 99% but then goes down a couple points for some reason uh, and then goes back up to 100% transfers complete. There's a pregnant pause here uh, as Thad continues biting at his nails and then suddenly your new body powers on. What's, uh, what's this new body look like? I want to be all chrome. I think I look kind of similar to C-3PO, but with a, a different head, a more like boxy head, and my body is just all chrome. I think the range of motion that we see compared to like C-3PO right in the movies is probably a step better than what we see in the movies. And uh, otherwise, yeah, you don't really, you don't feel anything, but you know from your built-in uh diagnostic tools that everything does quote-unquote feel fine you rise from the table uh and onto your feet the balancing takes a second but auto corrects itself and you find yourself standing a few feet from i guess if we're making star wars equivalents here your r2d2 type body uh that you originally came here with thaddeus is giddy with excitement and he's like holy shh Oh my. And he's biting his knuckle because he knows he doesn't want to alert his fiance. Do you know what the, you know what this means? This is Yeah, yeah, it's a marvel of science. I'll I'll document it later, I think. Oh, yeah, you have to send the data. This is this is insane. Thaddeus, I can't send the data right now. I am I'm I'm technically off the grid. I'm missing. Oh, right, yeah. Um He's, he begins scratching the back of his head uh, about that. You, what? where's your body? If you're here, wh where's your body? My body is at a facility owned by my father. That's all I can tell you. Uh, okay. Um, well, then what's what's next? Well, I don't exactly know. Next, I, I think I'm going to try and figure out a way to go forward. I might try to get back into high command. It seems like that might be my, my, my best shot. Thaddeus, you know you can't upload the data either, right? Please, I'm I'm begging you. Cole, you, you can't seriously expect me to hold this back. Yes, I can. I think we're going to get into a contest here. He he falters. I think there is a quiet understanding here that there is a agree to disagree that's about to cross his lips. Uh, what do you want to do about this? Okay, Thaddeus, how much do you know about Reinhardt Research Hub? Uh, well, I can tell you right now, our numbers are in the tank, uh, and... We seem to just be spreading the pot thin. It's like all the departments that we have gathered together is a mile wide and just an inch and a half deep. I, I don't, I, f I feel like I don't know anything about Reinhardt Research Hub, except for the fact that it's just become a shallow shell of a company compared to what it was when I first signed on 10 years ago. That is, what would you think if I told you Reinhardt Research Hub is doing better than it ever has in terms of growth, in terms of money, in terms of everything? I'd call bullshit. That whole crumbling business thing, that's a facade. That's something that my father puts on to get people to not take interest in his company. Yeah, I I don't know if I believe that. I, 
Like I, I, I realized that was coming from the horse's mouth. But do you do you honestly think that the rest of us are gonna be good? Sure. If things are like what you say, and things are actually better than ever right now, I mean, what does that mean for the rest of us that are in these uh, separate uh, departments that are currently fighting for funding? I might not be, I might not still have a job by the end of the year. It means that he's lying to you and fucking you over because he doesn't care about you. He's never cared about any of his workers. That's not the kind of person he is. He straightens up, chin tall, uh, fists a little clench here. Uh, and that's when you notice a flicker of light, very brief, jutting across his monocle. And that's when your systems get pinged. Uh, he's trying to access your uh, systems right now. And considering that he built this body, uh, it seems like he is successful. If you're not going to give the data, it would seem that he is taking this by force. That is no. Thank you for listening to Starshot and Cortex Outshow Play. Now, unfortunately, I was not able to finish the editing for this chapter. We will be picking up with Cole once more next Friday, so be sure to look out for that on your feed. You can follow up on the latest Starshot news by checking out our Twitter, at StarshotPod, and all the music and artwork that you see featured in or on the show is done by our very own Cole Reinhardt, that is James, aka Solid, whose Tumblr and SoundCloud can be found in the show notes. We hope you enjoyed the episode. See you among the stars. Yeah.